you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Listen, I don't want to take the focus away from the two of you in this game, but for the record, you saw that hole. You saw I could have scored that touchdown. That's one of those touchdowns the Damashek. No, you definitely scored. couldn't score. No, I definitely I would have. Like, you got through it, but right. you might would have got slapped. You would have got smacked. No, you saw Ike Taylor was getting blocked at the goal I line. I would I would have waved to him as I went by. Check football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. You know, it really is one of the most insulting things that a layperson can say to a professional football player, and that is that, oh, I, I could have done I that. Do that. Yes, you know, that, that, that hole was so wide open that I, uh, competing against the greatest 1% of the 1% of the 1% of athletes in the world, could have accomplished something that only the one percent of the one percent of the one percent right. are capable of uh, accomplishing. And and of as you as you state, the one percent of the one percent of the one percent is really elite. And the person who said it is actually like the <laughs> sub athlete, the hundredth percent yes. of the hundredth percent of the hundredth percent. So we're it's more of an insult even than than anyone else saying it. Sithi, I don't know if you have analytics on this, but uh, <laughs> when I plug all the variables into my equation and run my ten thousand simulations, the outcome of that play is Dave Damashek turns into dust. Yes. He explodes into dust after not even gaining a single yard. That's I, that's how that play ends that that that, that Dave suggests. Do they suggests. even get the play off? I mean, no, I right, like, do, so. they, do they even get the play? Because no, I don't no. even think there's, there's no. not even time for dust. Dave, because, Dave wow. commits a false start, start in the backfield. That, that's and then he's how like, that I, I'm calling myself out. I'm calling myself out. That'd be a flag on the play. Oh. If you lined up yes. incorrectly, that, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why it wouldn't work out. Hi and hello, football fans. Yes. We're here in studio. Here's another six. problem, by the way. Here's another problem I have, and I'm going to bring this up and see where you, you two come out on this. Maybe somebody else will join us if he feels the need to do right. so. If, if, maybe. If he showed up. Maybe that'll happen. Where where do we all come out on the uh, on the salad bar slash fruit bar in our <laughs> uh, NFL Network commissary and the common spoon, right? Because you're getting your mitts all over the spoon, and this happened today. I saw someone scoop out a couple of the hard boiled eggs. Ugh. And again, anybody that wants to weigh in, feel free to weigh in on this topic, please. Hi and hello. <laughs> Wait, what? what Who time, is this? What time did we start here? How far we're, in are we? We're three we're, minutes in. We're we started exactly minutes, at uh, we're 19 minutes from we when started we were supposed to arrive. Hello, handsome. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you, How Dave. was your trip abroad? Do you know what? I managed to fly all the way from London to L.A. and show up on <laughs> show up time, time for a podcast that you, you know were, what I you did? were only like 20 miles away. <laughs> I were you slept, in a car accident? <laughs> I slept on my own child's floor. I woke up. I've been turned around this way and that since I made out. Dawn. I'm, I was on a. I woke up. I woke up after zone. four hours. Of laying I think, on a, uh, what? I think seven time zones away. Win. Seven I disagree. Away <laughs> I think seven time you, zones you away. Win. In Los Angeles, money. Go sleep on that floor for four <laughs> hours and then tell me how it is. All right. He wouldn't be late if he slept on that floor. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> talk true. about it all. We have a lot to get to. We Did haven't can, much time to do it. Almost time. But do we I have will, enough will, time for you to apologize to everyone? For never going to happen. 
my name's on the door. <laughs> I realize. It'll never happen. I do want to table this discussion, though, for another day. Which is what? The, the spoon? community spoon. I don't I like the community spoons. Let's have I like hard okay. eggs. I like all of it. So, no community You know, so by the way, for the record. Separate spoons. What do we, what do we have? No, no money here? We what need we need spoons. is we need a jug that holds the spoon because I watched somebody uh-huh. scoop out the, their hard-boiled egg, and then they throw the spoon in the tray, and now the handle – where they put their dirty mitts is laying on top of the hard-boiled oh, no. eggs that oh. someone is going to scoop out. Well, let me tell you something about that. First Gross. of all, Handsome Hank t- tried to take me to task a couple of years ago, if you'll recall, Money. I don't know if you were around for for the great uh, hard-boiled egg scandal of I was not. <laughs> 2014, it's a terrible, 2015. It's a terrible thing. I thought, I I'm on the it. right side of history no, on this. No, uh, here's what happens. Oh, I've opened they, an old you, wound. They Pandora's used to. They here. no longer do this. They used to put, as you'll often find in salad bars across society, a hard-boiled egg sliced in half. Right. Or sometimes they'll slice it even further than that, but it will sustain the, – the yellow will well, sustain itself. It's not scattered everywhere. Right. Now, now, I don't care about the yellow. I don't, I don't want the – the yellow's not for me. I'm with you. I don't Some want the yellow like either. It. Some people like that protein. A lot of people enjoy the yellow. They want to. They want to ingest that. That's their business. Okay. Ingest it. Hey, listen. I'm a. I'm a citizen of society. I want to help everybody out. I only need the white part. I only need the white part. So what would hey, I do? As opposed to what? You're a citizen of society. I mean, as an upstanding, to, okay. an upstanding okay. one. That's the important. You're right. I needed that Not adjective just, in yeah, there. Just the. Uh, yes. Yeah, right, right. I exist. Yes. Now, so I would. So out of uh, you know deference to to my fellow upstanding citizens of society, I would take the tongs, not the spoon, but the tongs, and I would pick up squeeze my egg it. and I'd squeeze it until the yellow fell out back into the bin so somebody could what? have it. You can't do that. Not- I can do it. I did it. It's against, uh, it's against the rules. I did it. Yeah, and I did it as a favor. It's as selfish. a favor. No, favor to How is that selfish? Because... I- if it's I'm not, not going to eat it. If it's not good enough for you, why do you think it's good enough for everyone else? Because you're actually not an upstanding No, you know citizen. why? You know what? Because why? I'm not myopic like you. I understand that while yellow may not be my flavor, maybe it's yours. No, you see? No, why I am I too good for it? I'm I, not too good for it. I don't like it. You might like it. Here, I left Emma, some for I don't trust the, I left I don't I trust the yellow when it doesn't All right, come with let's the white. Move on. Yeah. Ugh. I, uh, all I'm saying is, how about a jug for the spoons so I don't get your yeah. dirty mitts all over my eggs and my right. blueberries and, and, it, and my and strawberries? Then, and then it falls back into the, the lettuce. Since right. it's always That's about, what I'm saying. Since it's always about football here. Uh, Dave's dre- by the way, you can't see. He's still Dave's dressing. dressing. Right. That, still reminds dressing. Me, that reminds me of um, uh, when Money and I asked uh, Rob Gronkowski what his favorite uh, utensil <laughs> was, and he didn't know what a utensil <laughs> was. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he didn't. And then he decided to go with that, like some sort of fictitious Sport. giant cereal spoon <laughs> that he could beat his brother over the head with. I that like the name. Yes, yes, that actually exists in his house. Yes, right. It's, they they use like a one. like like a ladle yeah. in, in in a bucket exactly. is what they would eat their cereal. Yeah, like those I, ones that you see at uh, cheesy at like um what is it? What are those places? Uh, uh, like Chuck E. Cheese or, yeah. or, or um I know what you're talking about. The kids that have the giant ones. The giant ones. I'd like to think that that is yeah. in fact what he. Uh, and I would imagine he would get very upset if someone else was using his one. I. He actually, has his own favorite one. I envisioned the, uh, if you remember, the fine cable feature film Rad 
I envisioned the cereal bowl uh, ramp where the BMX bike would drive off the spoon that was the ramp into the cereal bowl that was sponsored by Kicks. Great product placement there in the early 80s. Kicks. Money, did you ever sleep on the floor of one of your children uh, um, to see them through a a sickly evening? One of the worst nights I had uh, after the birth of our first child. Uh, She was a colicky kid, and she was up all night, and Mom needed a rest because she had been up one too many nights. I was doing mornings here uh, on the local station, K-Rock, and I used to wake up at 3.45 in the morning. Humble brag. And I remember um, being up all night. And hearing my alarm go off in the other room <laughs> to wake me from a night of slumber in which I did not have a single second. But laying with a crying child on my chest, I had to stand up, turn off the alarm after zero sleep, hand the baby to mom, get in the shower, and, uh, and go to work. I had a very similar experience, except I did not hear my alarm going <laughs> off in the other room, Hence. thereby causing me to miss a, uh, a call that I do every week with uh, with my pals in Pittsburgh on DVE uh, morning boy. radio. Left them hanging. Uh-oh. I missed it. I missed it. Am I unprofessional? Yes. yes. Maybe. Think- but am I an upstanding citizen uh, yes. of society? Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. I You're give not. those yellows Yolks. to You're help not. people who right. like yellow. Anyway, all right, listen. Doesn't Here's count. what I want to talk about before we dig in on some football. Did everybody get their theme songs in? Everybody feels all of it's. We uh, got nothing. All, in. We just did three fine. minutes of uh, three minutes of, of conversation. You know what we did? We grabbed the ass for about three minutes, and That's here we are. That's what money loves to do. I Make do. sure you check them out on <laughs> AM five seventy every day with Petros and uh, Petros Papadakis, and uh, and also he's the voice of uh, your Los Angeles Chargers, Cindy Freeland. Of course, check her out on uh, Game Day Morning. TNF pregame, all that jazz. Not to mention oh. the free money podcast. I was going to get to the free right, well, money I, podcast I after I did you. both of them, and then there's uh, Handsome Hank. Fresh up a plane knows, from London. He knows better about everything than everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. You <laughs> just said that? You upset. That just there's came no from you? Upset. You're accusing right. Hank of claiming that he knows better than everybody about everything? Right. That's you. That's right. That's right. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> See, I'm that's being sarcastic. That's the you. difference. It's upsetting to me that Handsome could sit in such cl- close proximity to somebody who actually does have all the answers. <laughs> right. And yet he and deludes himself I mean, into thinking like, oh, I can just bask in his reflected uh, wisdom. You know, exactly no, you right. cannot. That's sir. what I do. Open that's your why ears. I show up every time just to learn a little more from you, Dave. I want to learn from Matt Money Smith. Nay, I want to learn from all three of you where you guys come down on the uh, on the great Tom Petty. He passed away, of course, earlier this week and uh, on a day of of, uh, of much grimmer stuff. But um, Tom Petty, that being said, let's talk about him quickly. Money is great with the – Solo or and the heartbreakers? The whole or thing. The whole I, thing. I, guess, I guess the way is to measure him against other people that sort of fit him. I heard Howard Stern doing this earlier in the week. Where do you come down on Springsteen v. Petty? You I was only a Petty listen guy. to one for one or the Yeah, other. I was a Petty guy. Uh, my older brother, Springsteen. I'm a, I think Springsteen. You're Springsteen? Yeah, I have a Petty. You I've, said Petty. Though. I'm Petty. Yeah. Petty. Petty. I'm petty as well. Yep. Yeah. By the way, Wildflower. Both the working man's rockers, too, by the way. Yeah. The uh, the blue collar, not necessarily, you know, your Mick Jagger, good looking, take the shirt off, strut around stage front men. But, you know, hey, I'm just going to punch the clock. I'm going to grab my guitar and I'm going to crank out a bunch of hits. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think this is more <laughs> sacrilegious. I think saying petty over Springsteen probably is a sacrilege. Unless, some. If you're from New Jersey. I'll go one further. Not that they're exactly comparable. Um, um, musicians but i given a choice give me the entire tom petty catalog over the bob dylan catalog Ooh. how about that no, i'm not with you on that you're not gonna go there with don't that. go there cindy free no. you're out on and that. i love petty love 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 tom petty i'm just talking about what i'm gonna listen to sure. for the rest of my life i, I admire 
Bob Dylan's work, but ultimately, if I'm forced to, li- or if I'm going to listen to one or the other, Wildflowers to me is my favorite Tom Petty record and one of the more underrated records of of our lives. So Wildflowers, so good, and and again, I guess you're going to say a humble brag, but when so good that you know, again, this is a station in town that you know played Nirvana and Limp Biscuit and all that crap at the Limp time. Biscuit. Such a good record, we played that song. On K Rock, you know, Is that right? yes, we did. We were like, look, it's just people are going to say, why are you playing Tom Petty on K Rock? We're like, because it's it's the best song we've heard all year. You know, we're you just going well, to play. I mean, had the you single, to work yeah, on the single, but I'm just saying the entire, entire album. Had amazing. you gotten to work on time, you would have heard it on your drive-in because I heard it on my drive-in. Did you really? Yeah, that specific song. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what a nice morning. I what time like, were you in the car, you? Cindy? I was a little early. Yeah. Do you uh, consider yourself one who should walk among the wildflowers? Who doesn't consider one of themselves? I don't know. Man? I think a lot of like me, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't understand. I, I mean, I like to be outside. I right. enjoy. I enjoy that. But but the notion well, of the, these people who like to sleep outside on purpose—that's weird, you know. Like I sleep on the floor out of necessity or out of uh, uh, you, caring you, for a you've child. You've mentioned it a couple times now, Dave. You're you're a hero. And- in, in I, many listen, people's eyes. Do, I mean, do I deserve a trophy or yes, a parade? You do. I mean, one or the other but, will, well, will When suffice. you think about the sleeping conditions of the citizens of the world and the rigors that you were faced with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not uh, here for your takedowns. In a, in a right. climate-controlled right. atmosphere with a roof over your head. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> you, really you know what? I don't like, really I don't like the pot it. shots I've been taking from Matt Money Smith <laughs> and Cindy Friedman yeah. today. So but free not money. They're not, we're not free. Not going to plug it? We're not, I plugged it, but I'm not playing your intro songs. But it has been a while since we've seen the man from across the, uh, pond. the pond there. He's the been pond. over the pond for the, the pond. last fortnight. Here he is, everybody. Our resident Miami Dolphins fan, Handsome Hank. Not so much of a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> they let me down. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Yeah. He's had some egg is what I always think that says. <laughs> and that's the reason I had some egg is because Dave left it for me. Finally in the, in the bowl. Handsome. Heartbreaker. I mean, not even a heartbreaker, just uh, – a gutting kind you know, of a loss. I mean, zero? This is always All the, the way to England to get zero? It's a, the worst thing that someone can ever say to you, I think, is I'm disappointed in you. And that's what I would have liked to shake every Miami Dolphins hand after the game and just say, look them in the eye and say, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. At least I got to see my Henry! <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner Goodell, for sending my boy across the ocean! Oh, Mom. What Great a pleasure to see, to see him! I I like this. I, I have this vision of, at the end of that game, <laughs> Hank barging into the Dolphins locker room and just bowing up on Jay Cutler and going, I blame you! <laughs> and then just turning around and walking out. <laughs> Sir, if you can't c- properly carry out your fake on the Wildcat, I'm not sure we need you. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish that. Oh, Henry, take it easy on Jay Cutler. I'll make your favorite bangers and mash for you and your friend Jay. Oh, well, I don't know. All right, let's, All right, let's move handsome, on. Handsome, what do you want to talk about? Oh, in, in honor of your return, well, we have something written down here. Handsome Hank's topic of choice. Well, a- Emma was Ooh. very kind. She let me put something in. All I wanted to do was just say, despite the fact that that game was, and I, I, it's not, I'm, maybe I'm overreacting because I watched the Dolphins get humiliated in London and they were very disappointing, but it was just about the worst football game I've ever watched. I don't, huh. know, if you, I don't know if you got a chance to, <laughs> to see it, catch any of it on TV, but sure. it, re- it was a badly played game. There was a lot, there were 
hundreds and hundreds of penalty flags. The week before that, the Jags scored lots of points, but I don't think anyone would describe it as a good game. What I think is amazing is that the fans in the UK come out and be even more excited about the idea of football being played in London. They're used to low scores. You know, they're kind of used to those <laughs> types of scores. Exactly. Certainly nil-nil at halftime at Wembley. Isn't nil! Scintillating! Not, not, not unfamiliar for, for, for soccer fans in London. But then on the Saturday last week, they went on Regent Street and there was, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of people dressed in all 32 teams' jerseys. Really cool. Just it, oh, yeah, fun seeing and, and reminding myself what they go through, to again, to watch the games. They're on from 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock and 1 o'clock in the morning to watch primetime games. And these guys do it week after week and just show up, and they're so excited. It, 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 yes, it's unironic enjoyment of uh, American-style pro football. And it's weird to me that it, it, there's – I feel like there's a maybe a little bit of a double standard – Going here, you know, in provincial towns like Pittsburgh and certainly Green Bay, Wisconsin, and so on, obviously everybody roots for the home team. They're, you know, and people want the tickets and they want to go and they want to root on their home team. In places that are more international, where people obviously are more transient, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago to some degree. Yeah, we're learning that this year, aren't we? As we see all these fans, <laughs> that's exactly. You look at that Eagles game, yeah. like, is that is that necessarily a bad thing? I understand that the Chargers might say, We'd or like their fans, oh, it's tough, a uh, road game every week, but that's not act- – that- It sucks for the players, but the atmosphere at the, the stadium is good. still pretty great. It's right. fun. It's neat, I think, legitimately. Right. I think it's kind of fun when you watch those London games, you you just get a sense of like – it's kind of like attending a Super Bowl without the corporate muckety-mucks. The right. corporate the people having a great time watching a football game. Exactly. Right. And it's kind no of – No matter the awesome. outcome. It's right. A, yes. It's a festival atmosphere of the fact that you can be in London and you probably think you're the only Houston Texans – fan for miles around and then you bump into some others and you can have a couple of drinks and talk about what it is to be a Texans fan in the UK or whatever. You know, it's just it's cool seeing that. Um all right, let's move that on. That was I, my I, topic of choice, Dave. I enjoyed that. He dismissed let's make it. that a sponsored segment. Yeah. Let's, yes. I think you were MLVB. roundly dismissed with the way he just transferred. I did I, not dismiss. No, I feel didn't. like I'm behind the eight ball. Oh, well, you are. That's because you were late. I Howdy. feel your mate Dave is quite wise. Dave's lashing <laughs> out. Le- He's so lashing out now. Considerate leaving the yellow behind. <laughs> He's lashing out now. Check the door. <laughs> oh, Cindy Freeland well breaks done. out her. Uh, well done. Look at that. There. It's very good, actually. Hers <laughs> is extremely good, and she doesn't show it off like yours. You know, you, you spend a lot of time on it. But I think Dave's uh, accent is great. I do, too. <laughs> I'd like to meet this David Henry. I learned my English accent from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Come give your mama a kiss bye-bye, Henry. Before you board your I don't, plane. And, and yeah, I don't know why I do it, but for whatever reason. <laughs> when I do my English accent, I get up here. <laughs> but when I do my Australian, I get down here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why. <laughs> it is odd. Well, they're from down under. Um, uh, it's well, your reaction to it. Handsome Whatever. Hank's topic of choice counted as a weekly feature going forward as long as Handsome is uh, within Studio 66 and not overseas on uh, the second podcast deal. each week. We'll do that. I like that. It's a All deal. right, next up. Do we want to go? We, we do we want to go into the Red Challenge flag picks? MVP. We have to pick the big games, but I also love hearing in from Cindy and from Matt Money Smith a little less so on college football. The biggest yeah. games of the weekend: West Virginia 
and Texas Christian are getting it on. How do you see that one playing out there, Cindy? Whew, West Virginia. Totally disagree. Really? Because? Yeah, yeah I, just, I mean, Kenny Hill's a good quarterback. He's playing well. I love Gary. I like both of these head coaches, um, you know, Holgerson and, and Patterson, two totally different head coaches. Holgerson's hilarious. Um, if you ever come across him, the head coach. Uh, In a crazy way, though. Well, it's just, you know, he he has, he truly does have like 600 napkins that he has drawn up plays uh-huh. on. And he'll tell you stories. Oh, yeah, I, had, I came up with that one. I remember I was at I was, uh, Eaton in Kansas City, and I drew that one up. Uh, I was at a Black Angus. And it's just, it's and whereas Gary Patterson is kind of your standard, like, crazy football coach. Like, when you get around him, he's got that crazy look. And it's like, oh, and I'll tell you, I saw that defensive end come flying off the edge. And, oh, I got excited. And you're just like, Jesus, get me out of this room. <laughs> he's going to break something. I just, you know, I, I look at TCU. They have one of the best rush defense. I think they do have the top rush defense in the Big 12. And, you know, that's what, that's what West Virginia wants to do is run the heck out of the ball. I figure they slow it down. And I'll take TCU. Next up, a former classic uh, game in the autumn, the Miami Canes and the Florida State Seminoles. Now a little under the radar, but it feels like hey, they're undefeated, it's possibly back. They're Maybe un- this is uh, the restoration of a great rivalry. Could the Canes the win the Coastal for the first time? And I don't know how long. It's, uh, it's been a while. Um, Cindy, you want to start? I'll start. Doesn't you start, matter. You start with this one. Um, I mean, Malik Rozier's playing good. You know, I, I like Mark Richt. I think Georgia was stupid to fire him, but I get it. No, they weren't. You know, How can you make that case at this point with the dogs putting 41 on uh, on the Vols in Knoxville? I, because, you know. They're going to fall off? Yes. They're not going to get the double digits? The Vols are terrible. I understand. They are terrible. I'm surprised to hear you say that legitimately, given that the dogs look like, uh-oh, maybe now. It's early. And how many times have we been through this with Rick, right? When they start out strong and then they lose to Alabama or they lose to LSU and they're like, we got to get rid of this guy. And he's a good coach. He's a great recruiter. You know, Georgia gets great players. And look, it's tough to win in the SEC when you got to deal with Alabama and, you know, in an SEC championship game year after year. But beyond that, I mean, obviously you you lose Francois in in the opening week, but their offensive line has been wrecked. I mean, they barely beat Wake Forest last week. I don't know. They scored that touchdown, what, in the final 45 seconds or something? Do it, money. Do so, it. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the Canes. Hey. Oh, yeah, taking Canes the Canes. Top. Okay, Canes, this is this would be the seven. They have a seven-game deficit to Florida State. Yeah, they've lost their last seven Just in a row. So, to put it in a little bit of context, and I think this Well, is, that's what ends a rivalry is when one side exactly. seizes control of it and uh, doesn't let the other one up, but I think the, the Canes have it this I time. I saw a lot against Duke, so their defense looks great against Duke. Oh, they crushed them. Right. Emma VP, you don't like uh, – you, you, you don't want the college football talk? You want to move on? To no, the, I do. Pro I'm football it's okay. Also, you can move on. Also, How, why you did do. you think she didn't want it? Because she just said in my ear, Emma VP, I, this is, you know – no bigger fan of Emma, Emma VP than uh, than I. Nope. Uh, there are t- I know two uh, Emma, are Emma, that's fans. a tough precursor. Cindy Freeland's about to claim no, the Emma VP. I don't think she is. I think Marianne Freeland. Yep. Nobody's a bigger fan of Emma VP than Marianne Freeland. I love Marianne. We might be even, but she's not a bigger fan than mm, I am. I don't know about that. All right. Well, Emma VP, the only, the, my only knock on Emma VP is that she's loath to get on the microphone. She doesn't like talking on the microphone. Right. You know, and that to, to me is uh, – Oh, instead of just in your ears, you want the people listening want to know to what it is that you're dealing with. out loud. If quiet. she has an issue, speak up. I'm not – who am I? Cam Newton? I don't want to hear from you. I would like to point out that 
part of the reason why I said West Virginia, although Tex- Texas Christian, if you look at the rankings, they're ranked a lot higher. Uh, I had a little feeling that money, you didn't like the way he dismissed you. Totally, That's okay. Totally no, 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 disagree. No. Totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. But money, I, money, uh, money just about laughed. Funny to hear a girl pick against me. Or funny to hear a girl pick the Mountaineers. That's what he said. Basically, <laughs> no. Go ahead, Sid. That's that's a direct quote, actually. I just I think this is one of my upset alert picks based on the alert. Just just keep it in mind. Stanford, Woo! Utah, Pac-12 action. Cindy Freeland, choose. It's really hard for me to pick against Stanford. I've been trying to see if there's any way, like Utah, like I, I just in every way that I've run it, I I can't. I think Stanford by probably a touchdown. Whew. I wonder though. Do you feel like? Um, have we seen the best out of this Stanford era now? Is this it? Are they, they realistically are not, not going to be back in a position where they were with Kevin Hogan and Andrew Luck certainly before that. Their shot Hogan was – Hogan was such a surprise. But I think that's what it was. It sh- was they such should a have surprise. gotten their shot in the yeah. national title game. Yes. What was that, six years ago or so with Andrew yes. Luck or Oklahoma State? Either one would have been fine. The nonsense of Bama getting to play LSU again because their kicker missed two field goals as though that didn't count in the game – well, he missed two field goals, or else we would have won. That. Well, he, but he missed the two he field goals. Them. That happened. I don't know if you heard if you heard about the the Chargers' first two games. The kid missed the two kicks. Those count as yeah. losses. I don't know what you want me to tell. But anyway, yes, I feel like that was I probably a, yeah. their best shot. As a, I mean, I have a bias for Utah. I, just I know do. you do. I love Kyle Whittingham. I you know I love Rice Eccles Stadium. It's angry, and you know, and look, the Utah teams, the you know the Utes, the, the you know BYU, Utah State. They're tough because they have a lot of older guys that have a little more dad strength. You know, they've gone on their missions. Some of them are married. They have families. Boy, that is they're such a fascinating three years old. And that's, oh, man, Utah's always physical. Well, hell, yes, they're physical. Their guys are 23 and 24 a lot of times. Um, and Boy, that's a great point that I've yeah. never considered. Right. Somehow that's eluded me. So that's why well this done. game, Stanford-Utah, when they do end up facing off, is always exciting for me because it's similar styles. Yeah, you know, right. it's physical versus physical. Um, Bryce Love is unreal. Like, you know, and it, and it, ha- it keeps happening. You know, you, you lose um, Toby Gerhardt, and you're like, well, they won't respond. You know, right. they won't be able to overcome. Oh, here's Gaffney, you know, and then and then he leaves, and it's like, oh, well, you know, oh, it's Christian McCaffrey. And then you're like, oh, the guy broke Barry Sanders' yards from scrimmage record, and Bryce Love had 300 yards in one game and 260 in another and leads the NCAA in rushing. They just know how to run the ball. Um it's weird because Keller Christ, whose dad is, you know, a very well-known coordinator, was supposed to be the next great quarterback, and he just hasn't been great, you know. And it just so happened that he got hurt in that game um, against UCLA, and Costello came out and just started freaking slinging the ball all over the place and converting third downs, and the offense looked whole. So I don't know who starts at quarterback for them this week. I haven't really looked to see what the, the deal is on his injury. But uh, – it, it's going to be a tight game, and I think because it's in Utah, I'll, I'll lean. Oh, oh, you know what? They have quarterback problems, so I think Williams, yeah, Williams is back there, I think, maybe still because Huntley got hurt. Hey, you know what? I'll take Stanford. I forgot about that. <laughs> college football, and by the way, if college football ain't your thing or if the game doesn't please you, we have not one, not two, but three offerings of the NFL Pick'em Show. Watch it or else you'll make Emma VP sad because she works on it during the week. It uh, it airs Emma VP. Let me see if I can get this right. Speak, Emma. Speak. It tell airs us. at you 9 a.m. Eastern. Okay. 11 a.m. Eastern. No, sorry, that's wrong. 2 p.m. Uh-huh. Eastern, 11 oh, p.m. Eastern, wow. and 6 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Not Let's do it again. 9 a.m. Eastern, 
2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Eastern, all on Saturday and then Sunday if you need some last-minute help. But I don't, 6 you know a.m. Eastern. Yep. I, don't, I don't get it. Also, for that, if you ever want to – we do some fun physical challenges with that. So if you ever want to ask us to do a good physical challenge. No, here's, I know Dave's really good at the splits. I Well, I will tell you, Cindy sandbagged it. Uh, we do physical challenges right at the end of uh, each Pick'em program. And I said, let's see who can kick our leg up the highest. And then uh, – and she said, oh, well, watch what I can do. And she barely got it above her waist. And I thought, I might actually beat Cindy Freeland at this. And then uh, when it was go, she time. suckered you. Then it was go. <laughs> um, she kicked that thing up over her head. It was crazy. But so can I. When we Is that did, true? When we did the yep. Money Smith um, yep. song, if you if you ever watched that high video. Kicks. My high kick is incredibly impressive. I'm willing to do it right here, right now. I, you know Let's what? do it. Done. Go All ahead. Right, take the right, headphones right, off. Okay. I've, to, while they, while I they do that, up. I'll fill here while they're getting set up. You play by play. We're, uh, aren't, uh, Cynthia, I think you're going out there too. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a competition. Oh, yeah. Um, you know you're going to hit the lights. That's how high up your foot's going to kick. This is genuinely a – oh, and by the wait, way – Wait, wait, wait. Before you go. Handsome Hank is in uh, some Levi dungarees that are pretty tight. Cynthia Freeland, though, her, her jeans are so tight that they're form-fitting. You know, I think those are going to give her a little bit more flexibility. Money with the analysis. I like it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, All right, we're seeing who can kick their leg up the highest here in Studio right, 66 so during I'm gonna uh, have to DDFP. I'm going to have to stand up here, Dave, to try to, to get like a uh, – Good luck, handsome that? Hank. I, so I'm going to try to just kind of get Take it away, my, Matt Money Smith. All right, I'm going to get my geometry on and just see if I can get a degree of angle as to, to what angle the leg will be at. All right, uh, first up on my left, uh, as they move left to right, it'll be Hank on the left. Cynthia on the right. We are checking to see whose high kick will, in fact, go the highest. Money, we did have a we did have a chance to uh, to sit down and, uh, and and share some time with uh, with handsome Hank earlier today. He said that uh, he really feels refreshed after some time with his mom over in uh, the UK. He did say that, and you know what else we saw, Dave, is a chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a, a man who feels as though he has been disrespected. Uh, he said, "All I need is one good quad stretch." And you're going to see me knock out a light here, which he very well might now that I'm looking at him. He does look a little flexible. Looks like he's ready to go. Right, looks like he's ready to go in his chuck-a-boots. Here we go. Whoa. Wow. I mean, whoa. That, uh, if we can slow-mo that, that was darn near knee to the nipple. That thing was so high. I really appreciate that he's giving us his own slow-mo yes. play there. Now it's um, uh, Cindy right. Freeland from the Detroit, Michigan area. Man, that is – How are you uh, from the area? That is East Lansing. There we go. You're welcome. You know, there's more than one city out there in Michigan. So uh, let's get you rolling here. Cynthia Freeland in uh, three-inch heeled boots, form-fitting jeans, and a Dave Damashek-esque flannel. Whoa. <laughs> It's just money. That's I. I can't call that one. That was pretty close. That and we'll see the problem, is, Cynthia. If you wouldn't mind, could we get you to turn this way so I can? No, I don't. I don't want to see you straight on. There you go. I've got to get it from the side view. So if you can just kind of give me a profile, uh, so I can. Yeah, perfect. I want to try to get the angle here because I got to see Hank, and like I said, Hank's. Uh, I'm going to say Hank put his kneecap on his nipple there. That's how. That's how good his high kick was. Okay. I got to tell you, money. I. I've been watching uh, who can kick their leg up high competitions, uh, you know, for decades now. And I, I haven't seen a man, uh, you know, with uh, with handsome Hank's kind of length, uh, put a leg up so high in some time. I don't, it's a long ever, lever. I don't know if I've ever seen it since Reggie Roby. That is a long lever. You got to move on the body of Hank. All right, uh, all right, Cynthia. I'm ready for a profile shot here. 
Wow. Well, we're going to have to go to the video because that's just too close to call. Too close to call for me. Uh, I, I think we're all surprised by Handsome Hank's submission. <laughs> Um, he was a he was a decided underdog. Can I tell you something to answer uh, a question posed uh, many decades ago by one Al Michaels after watching Handsome Hank? Yes, I do believe in mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All right, now let's times. move on to this. Um, Wait, I just need to give myself one more little shine. One check. Were you impressed that I that I managed to do the full splits in our in our? Pick em show. I said, you don't seem very flexible. And so she Ridiculous. responded by going into the full splits. It was right. quite a thing. To On pull. command. In jeans? In jeans. Impressive. Now, <laughs> speaking of talent, everybody thought the New York Giants were talented uh, going into this season. They thought they would be uh, a lot of people. I think they were probably the chief pick to win the NFC East if the Cowboys I, I weren't. to do that. Yeah, you did. Right. I, did. I said the Eagles. That one's looking a little bit better. The Giants now 0-4. So, too, are Phil Rivers and the Chargers 0-4. If the Giants lose this week, Cindy, I'm going to start with you on this one. If they lose at home, mm-hmm. do they, should they? I don't. Uh, they won't because uh, head coach isn't going to say, hey, guys, let's uh, start losing on purpose. But should they do what a lot of people thought the Jets were doing in the run-up to the season and – Basically start playing for that top overall pick to replace Eli. No. 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 Because. That's if – you're, if you're saying that a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback who is not 40-something, right? Like he's, he's not, you know, 27, but he's, he's not 40 or whatever, you know, and I'm not making a, taking a shot at Tom Brady. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like – it's not – if you don't surround him with an O-line that can keep him protected and you don't give him at least some semblance of a running game, how are you it's, – it's not Eli Manning's fault. Okay. Like, I, I just think that's a kind it's of fair. ridiculous argument because if you're saying that you're going to, you know, the, whatever the equivalent of suck for luck is, you know, like I, – I, I'm not – I, I guess I'm not suggesting that they properly from, you know, from personnel on down start, you know, giving away you, – I mean, you know I, how much money they have invested in their defense? Like – they're giving up a lot more points per game, and that's an expensive defense. Got like, it. It's sort of like the Jaguars in 2017. They are playoff ready, save potentially the quarterback position. You don't and think that the Giants? You don't think that the Giants, if they are in the top, let's say top two picks, you don't think they will spend one of those two? If on I'm the Giants, Rosen up, or Darnold, whoever's left over. If I'm the Giants over? and I'm in one of the top. Three, four picks, even five, even. I make some great deals with a team who actually really? need a quarterback, and to then I keep get a Eli ton of equity. Yeah, I get a ton right. of equity. I'm like, you know what? Instead of this one pick at number three, I'm going to take like a pick at number twenty-two, a pick at number, you know what I mean, thirty-seven, like, like, and just say, you know, I'm going to get more picks here and add to my line, add to my running back depth. It affects the fans, is what it does. I get is that. Is the fans just would assume you start losing and losing a lot, but you, you know, and, and but they just do don't. That. We but never. Really I'm not say, realistic. You know I'm sorry. I'm taking it back. I don't mean I don't mean intentionally. No, I, I know exactly I'm what saying, you mean. I'm saying, saying too. Does their mindset saying. then become this is Let's our last ahead. this is our last season with Eli? Going Manning into the offseason, are I you think, looking to change? I think I mean I said a couple of weeks ago, I think the conversation about whether Eli should be starting will happen 
You did say that. At if, some point in the next few weeks. And I'm not saying that it's a good idea to start sitting him, but I think that conversation. Any quarterback in. in a New York market that's not winning, that's the conversation. Right. Any quarterback in a big market like that is going to have so much extra scrutiny. But we're not, you know, and, and even Andy Dalton in Cincinnati with those first two games, I can't score a touchdown. But everyone's like, should they bench him? Is it now time for A.J. McCarron Aaron to take over? Like all of these things. So I, to me, it's it's a little, let's be like, think of a real strategy. Right, I know you're calling for um, Reese's job as a GM of the Giants. Who I am? <laughs> Way to go, Dave! About? I didn't now you're firing. A couple weeks guys. ago, I think he says, "Merry well, Christmas, Christmas by, the way, <laughs> by the way, it is crazy that you. I mean, listen. I, I first of all, I oh, really oh, oh, rarely do I call for anyone's job. I didn't call I for kidding, Reese's job. Just, now, what I did say is. It is, in hindsight, kind of loco that they went an entire offseason knowing, yeah, we think Eric Flowers is going to round into shape without a backup plan there. They, they had no, they had no uh, secondary idea of what we were going to do if, if he doesn't round into shape, and now this is the season they're having. It's fair. I didn't say he should be fired for that. I know. I, was, they I actually put those words into your mouth, I'll admit it, but I, I thought it was funnier anyways. But anyways, <laughs> so I think that – if you're thinking about a real strategy for success, it's about getting more pieces that really are working together, right? You have if you're saying that the problem's Eli, I'm sure there's 20 I, other teams. I, no, like, I'm not oh, you want that problem taken no, care of? We we got this one. No, but given that these things aren't uh, mutually exclusive, the defense is getting paid right now, and and those pieces are not going to be there in two years. Do you then say? you know what, let's reboot at, at the sport's most important position. Let's get Rosen or da- Darnold and start in an entire new era. And maybe Eli's there to right. groom him for a month or two I mean, or what, whatever. What school is and- Jerry Reese from? A Corsi, right? What is a Corsi's famous statement? You need two things to win at football, quarterbacks and players that can get to the quarterback. So as Cynthia detailed, they spent a lot of money on players that can get to the quarterback. When you think about Olivier Vernon and JPP on both sides, the one logical move they would make is that, hey, we've got a 36-year-old quarterback who is certainly on the tail end of his career. He is no longer in his prime. Do we know the next time we're going to be in this position if, in fact, yeah, Sam right. Darnold, yeah, exactly you know, right. Josh Allen or or uh, Josh Rosen are there? Um, I think that's, that's a perfectly logical question to ask. And I think any team – I mean, look, the Chiefs just did it. And they're about, you know, they're 4-0 right now. But they recognized, hey, we like this guy, you know, and we're going to jump up to get him because Alex Smith, as good as he's been for us, is is not that young any longer. And we don't know if he's going to be able to win a Super Bowl here. So we better we, we might as well take our chance while we have it. Handsome, the other you- question that I think they'll ask is, do we have the coach? So they, you know, Coughlin went. McAdoo was, was – bumped up from offensive coordinator do they believe two years into that that because it's not necessarily a two-year assessment which might you might consider too soon for a coach if they were entirely new because he wasn't new to the organization do they really believe this is the guy to be leading that team yeah and uh, and then now let's go and it's a plum uh, job right if the giants job comes for sure all of a sudden the pick of whoever is is available. It's not the people. It's not the teams that you would have expected on either coast. But the two biggest markets in the U.S. of A. suddenly could have in man a, a year from now, or even around the draft, it could be the storyline. Could be, hey, Manhattan is about to get one of the two blue chip QBs, right. and L.A. is going to get the other one right. because if the if the uh, Chargers yeah, one of these teams game, is going to be zero and five. If the Chargers lose this game and they're zero and five, it makes all the world in the se- uh, all the sense in the world to say, 
Ah, you know what? Like we've we've taken this thing with 17 as right. far as we're going to. Who and wants can, 17? And Jacksonville. We can, and we can grab a quarterback who played his college football in, in the same town, and therefore, you know, as, we, as you look to, to build your profile in L.A., doesn't it make sense to, to – I'll tell you, with guys? the way, you know uh, – I, and I always hate uh, – I feel like a little bit like we hang money out a little bit. It's okay. It's the voice Let's of hang the him out. It's okay. You've, you've, I'm not trying to hang him out. But you've been trying to hang I him do out say all day. This. If you – I know NFL trades in the middle of the season, especially with quarterbacks who actually you would intend to start that trades like that, almost never, if ever, have happened. I, I can't think of never one ever. that's happened. But that being said, just for, for in, in the name of fun and whimsy, if the Chargers do go to 0-5 – what about mid? What? Why not pick up the phone? Hey, uh, Jags, we got a guy we can you can plug in right now. You will you will be much better served with seventeen under center the rest of the season. You'll make a playoff run, and then that you really own. Like, all right, we're this season is not going to go well for for the Chargers. But on the other side, Chargers fans, we're going to land one of those two local kids. And how great a boon would that be to to the LA market to have either Darnold or Rosen, whichever one what? you deem like. Because he's an LA kid, because it would be no, no, it would be that. one of the two LA guys. And, but take why it over. do you need to trade Philip Rivers to do that? Because that justifies like that. That's not, it doesn't then make a difference what what uh, Anthony. I guess the is answer saying. is because you, then he can win you games, and, and right. you don't want Philip Rivers. Well, you know, Philly boy's going to steal you. I mean, a look couple at look, just look at the game last yeah. week, right? You know, it looked like they were a mess, and then all of a sudden Rivers just goes nuts. Yep. You know, and and it's a two point game, and it's a two point, and he throws for three hundred and fifty yards and two scores, and they're knocking on the door, and the defense just can't hold the Eagles. I would think that's why. You I would love do it. those narratives. Are, yeah, the one. Fun. I think the one trick, you know, and is is football's just so different. You know, you can do it in the NBA, you can do it in baseball, but because football, the the physical sacrifice that men make, you just can't do it. Right. You know, and that's why you end up with number one picks. You know, being shifted over the last three weeks, and fan base. Are like, oh, we you mean from- the betrayal from from the play from the proletariat looking upwards to the bourgeoisie saying, "We understand you're just trying to." But look but what we're going to do. We're toiling every day. Yeah. We're we're knocking ourselves out. You can't uh, leave us without a quarterback. That's, that, that's what you mean by that's that. That's what I mean. It's exactly what I mean. I, I, I know, I, but then oh, Lequilesa should, over yeah, here yeah, with should, the proletariat bourgeoisie shouldn't, shouldn't. But by that standard, no, no. no what I'm saying if is, if the Jags lose, but legitimately, if the Jags lose this week in Pittsburgh, shouldn't the wouldn't wouldn't they? You mean if the Jags lose and the Chargers lose, isn't that a call? Considering Philip Rivers is from West Alabama, right? Jacksonville's right there. That would make sense. They're a court. You know, if you believe in your defense and Leonard Fournette, uh, you believe you are a quarterback right. away. Um, and you would get a legitimate Hall of Fame. Well, by the way, would I, and with the Jags, by that, but your, by your logic, don't they? Uh, don't the Jaguars? Shouldn't the players? Oh, it to the say, rest of their team. Like, hey, man, look, we're ready to go here. You see what the QB's doing? He's he's scuttling a playoff season for us. You know, look, it, can't they it, do the it, same? Like thing you they said, want? this never happens in the NFL. So this is just. A, I know. It, well, they could sign Colin Kaepernick. That's would, a reasonable move they could make. Oh, man. But again, I think that still speaks to just plugging a quarterback into a brand new system on week five. I mean, that just rarely goes well. You know, you don't normally see someone that's not been in a system that knows the terminology, that has a relationship with his receivers and the O-line. Like there's just so, especially Kaepernick, someone who's not a traditional drop back passer where now you're blocking skill. Like so much has to be altered if Kaepernick's going to flourish like he did. Now, look, he may be a different quarterback. You bring him in, but... If, if you bring in Kaepernick, the way he was great at Nevada and, and with Jim Harbaugh was what? He ran the pistol. 
you know, and, and he was lightning quick, and he had those long strides and that giant arm, and he's running those seam routes with, with Vernon Davis, you know, and and now you've you've got a team that's like, okay, can we can we recreate that yeah. with the bunch we have? And I don't know. I, I, I don't know can. what the answer the is. The offensive line isn't as good as the Niners was, but you have that uh, hammer style running back to to work it with. That would be great. But see, yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing with Rivers is he, he he is much more comfortable operating out of the shotgun than under center. Yeah. So that's not necessarily great for Leonard Fournette. I mean, you should have a guy under center with Fournette seven yards deep in the backfield ready to bring that hammer into that hole. And here it comes. Try to slow it down. And Kaepernick doesn't necessarily work. Um, and that mo- Anyway, it would never happen. But it is I a, know, it's, it's it's a phone call that about. should happen, right? It's if the Chargers are 0-5 right. and the Jaguars' defense plays great and Bortles throws a back-breaking pick in the fourth quarter to lose a game, yes, that is a call MVP, that should happen. That would be a good bit we should do. It's, it's like a what-if kind of thing. It's like an NFL, like how it NFL. should go. Like here, here's what the response should be. I don't know. Well, let's work on that. Anyway, NFL. it's time now for the uh, headline event of every mm. week in front of the games. It's time for... The Red Challenge Flag Picks! Red Red Challenge Challenge Flag Picks! Hey! Another one. (laughs) You've missed a lot, Hanson. No, you don't. If you want to come up with your own little... No, you don't. I'd like to to think... You didn't like it, Hank. I saw it in your face. You were like, that was stupid. No, it wasn't. It surprised (laughs) me. That was a look of surprise. Let's try it again, and I'll add mine. Okay. You want to go first, second, third? Where do you want to get into this You tell me. I mean, you guys, you you clearly came up with this. Where Where do you want me? Wherever you want. All right, now, handsome. Now, your fair's fair. Money, Cindy, then you have to tag it. Ready? Here we go. One more time. Red Red Challenge Black Picks. Hey, another one. Woo! Okay. There we go. All right, here we go. go. Like that? Yeah, MVP, she leads the way. She tells us what's coming up. (laughs) TV style. You know when you go on your DVR or whatever, and it gives you that little uh, summary of what the episode's about to be? That's what MVP does for every football game that we're about to pick here. This week, it's the sitcom edition. We started off in Heinz Field, Jacksonville. Steelers, tell us about it, MVP. All right, this episode is called Boye Meets World. Nervous about his first time lining oh, up against one. the Steelers' wideouts, Jalen Ramsey asks A.J. Boye to join a study group so the two can best prepare for anything outside the box, as well as Big Ben's affinity for multiple choice. Hayward and Dupree realize they're both crushing on the same QB. Ryan Shazier forgets to pack <laughs> himself a pregame shirt for the fifth week in a row. <laughs> It's one of those uh, tween sitcom, tweener sitcoms that yeah. uh, my kids like to watch on uh, Disney X or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. XD. XD. Yeah, very nicely done. They're really done. terrible, aren't they? Either way, Cindy Freeland, Jaguars, Steelers. <sighs> Steelers. Uh, anyone? No <laughs> one's going to be brave? No. What no. do you mean, come brave? on? Brave? This week's games are the crazy. The Jags are going to get housed. They are money and I, uh, money and I, Maurice and I, for the Pick'em show, we already shot it. We uh, we did our little confidence pool picks. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. That you the one the game that you're most sure of the outcome, you give your 16. The one you're least sure of, probably this week, that would be the uh, the Browns and the Jets getting it on. You would probably be unsure who's going to win, so that would get your lowest number on that. Anyway, if you look at this batch of games for Week Five, pretty darn even. Good luck trying to figure out what your 16 game is. Is it the Steelers at home against the Jags? The it Jags is. have dominated some teams so 16, far. yeah. I, I think 16 is certainly Steelers. But this is the this is the good week. Steelers I mean. or Eagles. 
One of those two. The Eagles are my 16 pick yeah. at home against uh, Carson Palmer. That's a recipe for disaster for Carson Palmer. The uh, turnover terrible machine, this year, yeah. by the way. Against, against Malcolm Jenkins in a dynamic yeah. defense there in trouble. But, yes, the Steelers specifically – well, go ahead, Money. Why don't you try to make sense? Uh, have you guys handsome? Have you guys not noticed that the the, the Jags have on this uh, on on the 2017 roller coaster? This is their week to be good. It well, is. That's right. But they're on the wrong side of the pond. Yes, the pond. and they are in Pittsburgh. And for you know, and we, we talked about this on our on on the pod a little bit earlier today. The uh, the other pod, the Game Theory podcast. Free money. Tell me if tell me if uh, I'm I'm wrong in this. I said I feel like there is there is a, a national. Um, dismissal of the Steelers' defense because of the Lev Bell holdout, because Big Ben is always a lightning rod and Antonio Brown is acting up. Like, very, very casually, the Steelers' defense has been completely dominant this season. And when you tell me that a dominant defense at home is going to be going up against Blake Bortles, yeah, go go ahead and give me that. Give me that team that, that offers that up. I agree with you relative to what one would define as dominant in these in the twenty teens as we are. I guess they would fit that description. I mean, they you know they've gotten gashed a little bit on the road in the last. Co- I mean, uh, in uh, early Not on in even, Baltimore. Well, listen, even Alex Collins had his way. The the few times they handed them the ball, the Steelers didn't have much of an answer there. But yes, what they can do is if, if they're right, and no team is in perfect health, um, certainly by the end of the year. But, I mean, listen, you go Hargrave, Hayward, and uh, to it up front. Exactly. And Jazier, and if T.J. Watt can make any kind of contributions along with Bud Dupree. You can afford to have an okay secondary but it's with not, that up front. But the talent back there is not mediocre. That's what I it's mean. In the, it's a, it's a, I mean, Sean Davis is for real. Um, Joe Hayden, if he's anything close to right, we know what he is. Artie Burns in his second year. Ike Taylor will tell you that the issue for that secondary is tackling. Um, not a small matter, obviously. A big part NFL. of football. But um, but I, I'm kind of with you that yes, and I think they're I, I think they will get stronger as a group as the season goes along. I'll take the Steelers, but I I mean the the idea that everybody's kind of like, well obviously the Steelers are going to take. Not I don't mean just in '66. The conversations I've had this week. The Jags can dominate you on defense. We saw, we, we saw it happen two right. weeks ago. But that's, they can dominate on defense, and I think that was an underplayed part of their win over the Ravens in London was everyone was looking at the fact that, that for once, Blake Bortles had a decent day. But actually, it was the defense that, that really shot. Against the probably the worst offense Against in the NFL. probably the worst offense Save the, the Cleveland Browns, maybe. And the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami I'd Dolphins. Them up there yeah, that's home. right. Um, we talked about quarterbacks earlier. I mean, the the personification of so amusing QB for an organization. The the per, I mean, the personification of well, we got to hold on to what we have. He just won that Super Bowl for us. He ran the table against the Patriots and Broncos and uh, and the night. We have to keep the guy. And all these years later, you're sort of like, uh, I mean, he's he's Joe Flacco. He's not that good. He can't carry us. Anywhere, uh, save that, save that one magical stretch. He's not capable of carrying our to covering up any deficiencies we have anywhere else in offense. True. That's what are you supposed to do? To you have to have them. You can't get rid of them. Yand is well, more important now. than Flacco. I would have guessed. You can now, though. I think it's we're far enough removed from that moment in time where you where I think they will spend this offseason considering exactly that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, they do have Ryan Mallett, who I always hold a you soft spot for. I well listen. All right, Cindy, Fre- Cindy, London, Cindy Freeland looked, made a face like something smelled bad when I said that. Right, like, Ryan Mallett. Oh, oh, oh. I listen, I, I, you know what? I like the guys that look like quarterbacks, and he does. Nobody's got so an arm Joe like Flacco. that. Yeah. So does Joe yeah, Flacco. Joe Flacco looks like a quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's move on then. Uh, 
uh, MVP, tell us about a big NFC West about game that, huh? in Los Angeles. Bragging rights. All right, Seahawks versus Rams. This episode's called Laverne and Gurley. Ah, MVP, back on track. Well oh, done. thank you. Sean McVay convinces Gurley to join the rushing leaders of America Club to score points with his LA folks and build up a well-rounded resume for his future contract applications. Eddie Lacy admits to Carol that perhaps they rushed into this whole thing. Goff promises Cup that he'll pay him a pizza and friendship if he helps him move across the field this weekend. Pizza These are friendship. great. Listen, do do a solid for Emma VP. Go on NFL.com and cl- or follow her, Emma8193, <laughs> and click into her piece so that, uh, it, so that more people get to read it. It's also These at are- uh, NFL.com slash TV guide. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Easy. That was good. I, I don't mind telling you, Handsome, you missed a little bit of ugliness last week. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, Emma had, uh, what was her one pun? Uh, Mr. Wash- or Mr. Smith goes to Washington. You guys didn't like Sleepy in Seattle. Oh, Sleepy in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, Dave attacked her for Sleepy in Seattle. And Money got well, after her for that. It's just a little lazy. Money, just said, that. Like, you know, money you? just said, like, that was a little lazy on your part, right. Emma. We expect more out of you. He might be projecting. You. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think I Dave think- was the one that said that. Look, I think what money, happened was Dave dismissed it, and I pointed out that you were attacking her. Money gave some tough love to Emma VP, <laughs> not unlike Andy Reid gave to Alex Smith, and look how Emma VP, like Alex Smith, has responded yeah. this week. Right. You but what, did you bring in a, a young buck to, to stand behind Emma to, to sort of push her to be better? I think that's exactly what Money did. If I'm seeing things through the grass, yeah, I mean, you know, did Parks I, and Rec, Dave, you know, I, I didn't I like what I didn't, writer. I didn't like what Money did on a on a uh, personal level, but, but I admired it. Yeah, I you respected have to, you, it. Now you've seen what the results are. All right, uh, let's go to Matt Money Smith here. Seahawks, just shake your head. Now. Seahawks, Rams, the choose. I feel like I'm gonna. No matter what I take, I'm gonna. There's got to be at least one coming at my chest. There we go. Chest. You have one of those? Seahawks. <laughs> There's one. You missed, handsome. Well, I didn't want to. Cindy Freeland? Me. She's with me. You're taking the Hawks? Damashek's taking the Hawks, too. Uh, handsome, you explain guys. yourself. Handsome. Well, uh, now, I mean, this was you said that there were these were a bunch of tough games. This, I thought this was the hardest one of the whole week. Because some of those other ones. It's up there. Some of those uh, those other ones are kind of. Uh, very close, but there's one team that probably... Well, when you have two bum teams, I mean, like, how, how, who, like who, which can... bum team is going to be less right, bummy exactly. on a given week? I think that the Rams, it, I just haven't seen enough, I guess it's, you've seen, you've seen the, that the Rams can put points up, you've seen that that offense, you know, all of a sudden with, with the addition of Sammy Watkins, tough to... to Number one scoring out, offense in the league. Right, it's tough to work out who you, who you're, who you're going to take away. You take away Todd Gurley. You try and take away one of those receivers. There's three guys who Jared Goff is obviously extremely comfortable with. The offensive line is playing a lot better than anyone expected it to, which is kind of surprising because it hasn't. You know, the pieces are uh, relatively similar to to before. except for Whitworth. Except for I mean, Whitworth. that's that's a huge. But, that, but just one. I love Whitworth. Yeah. Um, and so I think they can continue to put up points, and I'm not sure who the Seahawks can say, okay, we we will take away one of these three guys, and Cooper Cup still eats, or you take away. Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins, it, it just, it, it's tough to slow them down. And equally, I haven't seen anything from the Seahawks that makes me think, yeah, they can put up points in. in big it's numbers. so true. I'm, I'm, I'm being Except purely. Except for 400 yards in two games in a row. Well, right. I, I do think that that offense has been explosive in stretches. It's right. not like it uh, every possession. Where's your that, running that game? You feel, well, I, I'm, I'm straight up being a resume snob on right. this one. I, I 
we'll keep going, Rams. Let's say you do it for a right. little bit longer okay. than a month here. And they've yeah, played the one Seahawks ago. historically well. They do, um, exactly. That's five thing. and five. And, but this is this. And no Cliff Averill, by the way. No that's Cliff no Averill. That's a big one. The one thing that I, that, that I just saw the last couple of weeks with the Seahawks is if you have an elite quarterback, sooner or later that elite quarterback's like, hey, enough. All right? I, I'll put it on my shoulders. Let's go win some games. We're way too good to have this record or drop the car or play the way we've been playing. And that's just what I've seen from Russell Wilson these last couple of weeks. I love it. Detour I'm, from game picking. I'm, Let's talk about that for one second here. Is Russell Wilson – the most under-appreciated uh, or I don't know how to say under-valued uh, or whatever. He I is feel like never included in the conversation. Why do people not – people think – I don't even understand the the when people say system quarterback with Russell Wilson. No. He's, he's the antithesis of everything. Everything is about the system breaking. I mean, he's, he's great in the play action, rollout, and everything else, but but I feel like he He's thrives. a pro-style quarterback. I mean, he, he broke Phillip Rivers' record at NC State running a pro-style set. He went to the University of Wisconsin and ran a pro-style system as a captain. Who's more undervalued, Cindy Freeland, at quarterback in the NFL right now? More undervalued than Russell Wilson? Maybe Phillip Rivers. You think so? Still at this point? You know what you also deserve kudos for for underappreciated category? This summer, you and I sat here in 66, and you compared Matt Stafford to Ben Roethlisberger, and the, oh, the majority of the world went crazy. How dare you talk such talk with Matt Stafford? He's another one that kind of I feel like is a little undervalued, but Russell Wilson is, is the gold standard of that. He's been to two Super Bowls. He won one, and he nearly uh, won a second one. Thing, but it is the same thing as Roethlisberger. Oh, that was the defense that got them. It was a great defense, but this is – At a, some point, you have to make at, plays. At the same time, though, he's, still, he's not a quarterback that is dinking and dunking. I mean, he's he's someone that pushes the ball down. Right. By the way, for all the celebration we give Tom Brady for, well, he's done it with a whole lot of nothing. Okay, Russell Wilson's receiving core is what? Uh, you Doug know, it, it's, it's, hey, Doug Baldwin, who was, what, an undrafted, undrafted. free agent? Yep. Uh, okay, Jermaine Curse. Uh, you know, it, it, it's – And a garbage offensive line year well, after year Well, that's what I was going to point out. That's what I was going to point out. So the thing that's interesting about Russell Wilson for me is the fact that not all pressures are created equal. Like, yeah, we have a pressure metric, and it's kind of – you draw an arbitrary line that it's like anytime a defender comes within two yards of the offensive player, then it's pressure. But there's a difference between, like, a fast sack and, like, someone coming kind of two yards from you. Like, let's call it, like, bad pressure versus, like – just regular old pressure and Russell Wilson, especially the past two years, just because those are the two years that I focus on with my models. He's gotten a lot of bad pressure, like the kind that just comes at you. You can't see it's around your back like, and you have no time. So the O line is part of that. The question marks in the running game is the other part of that. The question marks of like Jimmy Graham hasn't really turned out to be the, when, when Jimmy Graham was, pre- yeah, right. Well, he was asking that, to be right. franchise tags, a wide receiver. Remember? So that's not, you know, when he was in, obviously that wasn't when he was in New Orleans, but those things haven't translated. And every single quarterback is a system quarterback. I don't think there's a single quarterback out there that's not a system quarterback. By the way, and the way I kind of look at it is in, in broader strokes, name for me the QBs in a big game. The fate of the planet hangs in the balance. Name for me all the QBs that you would rather have than Russell Wilson under center, knowing nothing else about the personnel that's going to be out there. I mean, after Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and I maybe Ben Roethlisberger at this point, I don't know. I, Why do you laugh at that? Only you because I only because it you don't think that's a viable d- name. I to, think it is, but I think no, it, but I, I, I think you get it. I, I think that's think a good tipping point. I think I take Russell I over take Russell over Wilson over Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. I think about it, but I think I take. 
Wilson over Roethlisberger. I think Russell they- Wilson would be Cur- like three. Yeah, right? currently yeah. today with the mobility, yeah. If you're rating the quarterbacks in the NFL, is Russell Wilson as uh, he snuck I'll into take, the top I'll, three? I'll take Breeze over. That's him. what I was about. To I'll say. still take the only person in a big only- game. Yes, I'd take Wilson and Breeze over Roethlisberger. I, there, there are a lot of conditions <laughs> you can put around uh, Drew Breeze that'll limit him, like like, like no roof over his. <laughs> or he doesn't like he doesn't like like that. He doesn't no like roof. It. He but doesn't like not having a roof over his head. How That's often a do we play a Super Bowl without a roof, though? But, Fair enough these days. But I, I guess my point for all of those, and even those quarterbacks that you mentioned, in given the wrong situation, they could have all turned out to be someone completely different, not on our list. I don't think without the development and the developmental capacity for Brady, for Aaron Rodgers, for all of those quarterbacks that we mentioned that even potentially – like up there, Roethlisberger, everything. Those they had good conditions to become excellent quarterbacks. It wasn't like you threw them out there day one and they're like, I mean, like even Deshaun Watson's having a really nice start, but like it's gonna the 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 speed of the game is not the same versus every defense, and I think you're gonna see all quarter. Like I just no one ever tell me that someone's a system quarterback again. That drives me crazy. Oh, I Everyone love I love how neatly you led us into our next game. Emma VP, tell us about the Sean Watson's Texans hosting Alex Smith's Chiefs. All right, this episode <laughs> is called Will Fuller House. Deshaun Watson well steps in when he realizes Will Fuller has gotten caught up with the wrong crowd, explaining that Marcus Peters is just using it <laughs> for his own gains. Kareem Hunt is thrilled to be invited over J.J. Watt's house for a play date, but is disappointed to find they have opposite interests. <laughs> Travis Kelsey accidentally gets his hand stuck in a glove, and it becomes a whole thing. Well done. Very nice, Emma V. Well done, Emma. Very good. Handsome Hank. Yeah, that's Thank a you. strong one. This is a, They're this, all strong. See? Thank I you. Mean, I don't mind telling you, again, with Alex Smith's name just being invoked there, Coach Matt Money Smith knew how to light a fire. It's not, not just one size fits all kind of coaching from Matt Money Smith. He said, I understand my I player, Emma VP. I know what she needs to be pushed to optimal uh, not, performance. Yeah, you are making me out yep. to be a villain, and I recognize it. I think that's great. I recognize I think that, you it. You know what? You know what? It was hard to watch money, but I can't argue with the results. So I guess I tip my hat to you begrudgingly. All right, handsome Hank. Chiefs. <laughs> when you Tex- snatched that burrito out of her hand and said, you will not eat. That was not that, – that, I mean, to me, that was like, why even did that money? Like, let <laughs> let her eat at least, for goodness sakes. All right. Chiefs, Texans, choose. The Houston Texans are going to take the Chiefs' undefeated record. I think I'm you're getting a red catch. flag. One and two from Money and Cindy. I'm with you, Not handsome. You. Oh, no, thank no you, I like the Texans. You know that. Explain yourself, Money. Uh, all right. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks do not dominate the league week in and week out. They just don't. They end up having highs and lows. And as good as Deshaun Watson is, he went into Foxborough. We now know that defense is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, we saw what Cam was able to do and the Panthers were able to do. They are averaging allowing 460 yards. So, okay, let's take that. Fine. Titans, defense, not good. We now realize that after a larger sample size. But I just – I believe in Bob Sutton, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs. He is so – speaking of underrated, someone that's never mentioned. We always mention Wade Phillips and Bill Belichick. Why well, go to all. you because you called him the number one DC in the NFL, right? He is fantastic at taking away things without you rec- – and look, this is – Do you know where he's from? Ypsilanti, Michigan. Army. Oh. It's a so long, you know. He was uh, an Army, D.C. at Army, as a matter of fact. Just uh, so you know, he's from Ipsy. So he – 
Keith Armstrong, former center uh, in the mid-'80s at uh, Pitt. How about from that? Ypsilanti, Michigan. So, um, Ipsy, if you want to sound like you're in Ypsilanti, Michigan. One Ipsy. Of the, one of the things Keith, he did you keep going, money. against the Chargers, uh, who were who have not been a good running team, one of the worst running teams in the, uh, the NFL, he basically just pushed his safeties outside and was like, go ahead, run the ball. We don't care. And there's Melvin Gordon ripping off five yards of carry, and all he's doing is pushing all the action to the outside. And what do you get? You get three interceptions in the first half. And if you watch these games and what the adjustments he made in that Patriots game after the early goings for, for Gillisley, he's just – he's great. And you put that guy up against a rookie quarterback behind an offensive line that has been leaky. And, and Deshaun this- Watson can mask that. I, I see Justin Houston and D Ford and and I D say, Ford is probably out. I believe he's in fact he been already uh, officially. Um, uh, Even without D Ford, then if he's not going to play, I'm still comfortable with with Justin, Justin Houston. Houston has been the defensive and, and, player yes, of the year and by, by himself. I'm comfortable with him, and they're solid. And by the way, their tackles are solid as well. Even without Don Terry Poe, their tackles have been solid on the interior of that line. I am totally fine. With uh, with with. When are they going to go to? I mean, was it uh, Donta Foreman's? Um, per, you got in some trouble in the preseason, and maybe that's yes. delayed his emergence. But I thought that he was going to be. Red, he had like the majority of the red zone responsibility. So I oh, don't he started think it, to I don't come think on more, a, and more. I think Lamar Miller just had a good game. You know, the game before Deontay Foreman looked like the better back. I mean, right. if you just watch the game against the Patriots, like, well, yeah, that clearly is their guy moving forward. But you know, Miller. Played pretty well and caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well, too. Cindy, tell Handsome why you think uh, he and I are wrong about taking the Texans at home here. Well, I think it'll be a closer game than potentially the Chiefs fans would like. I think it's maybe like a six-point game as opposed to like, you know, I think Chiefs fans just want blowouts now after, you know, <laughs> like they started so strong, right? You blow, you blow out the, the Patriots. You want all games to look like that. Uh, I think the stability that Kareem Hunt brings you to that offense – how well Alex Smith has done under pressure this season, throwing deep balls. They've changed the construction of what they're doing. The Travis Kelsey blocking more and more efficiently and the kind of balance they've struck. I know he's catching a lot of balls too, but watch what happens when he's not the target. He's he's throwing some really nasty blocks. So the efficiency of their offense and the efficiency of their defense, despite a bunch of you know, injuries, like you mentioned, and losing Eric Berry. I don't think this is the construction. Like, Eric Berry was on Gronk, and he shadowed Gronk, and that was scary for Gronk, right? Like, it, it helped shut Gronk down. You don't have that kind of tight end, that big presence, that huge body to overshadow someone. And Marcus Peters doesn't really travel. He They stay on a side. Marcus Peters, you know, he takes risks sometimes, and he can get burnt. That's why Berry and he are, like, one's cerebral and one's, you know, more, like, uh, Cherry picking. I'm right. just going to hang out here, and I'm going uh, yeah, right, to lose my man for a 70-yard touchdown, but I'm going to pick you off next time. Exactly. But but that's, that's but that's like a – but if you have the balance of like a Barry and a Peters, it right. it ends up Helps out. Res- resulting in more turnovers. But if you don't have that same balance, then I just don't think that the – even though I think, you know, everyone – DeAndre Hopkins fully playable. Will Fuller could be a sneaky upside pick. I still just don't think they have that middle-of-the-field stability for Deshaun Watson to get them the win. I'm going with the Texans because uh, talk about a lazy kind of narrative that's emerged ah, this, I'm sorry. This, this month. Go Chris ahead. Jones. I want to make sure I invoke that name. Oh, I was trying okay. to think of who it was on the line. Chris Jones. That freaking guy is a machine. I mean, he he is a wrecking machine. Just look at him against the Eagles and the Chargers, and it is nuts how he wrecks 
one not just one player, one half of an offensive mm-hmm. line. He is. I don't know if he's gotten a lot of run that you know nationally or whatever, but that's that's no, what I was trying to think. No, he definitely hasn't. Of. Like Aaron Holy Donald, cow. as a comparison, when you watch Aaron Donald, he's so dynamic. He's unlike any defensive tackle that I can ever remember watching because he's always he's always in the backfield. But that doesn't necessarily. I know you have to. Uh, give him more focus if you're the O-line and uh, and the uh, back trying to protect the QB. But it doesn't – he doesn't consume the uh, yeah. the attention the way a guy like that does. Those guys that can – And Benny Logan, who's just, just a eat up a couple of guys. Man. Yeah, so you have those two guys next to each other, and that's how you get Houston right. firing off on those edges at, at, at Watson. I just – you know, the thing that we've heard a lot of applied to at least five teams in the NFL is that's the best defense in the league right there. I think the Texans, in fact, have the best defense. I think it's going to continue to emerge – as being that, and I think this is the week that uh, that we see it. If you not, that, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. If you guys are right, if Ooh. you guys are right though about uh, you think that the this Texas defense is better than Broncos? Hmm. I'm throwing a red challenge flag at that. And Ooh. you talk about you talk uh, about uh, defensive right. coordinators who don't get enough shine. Joe Woods, book uh, that. Okay, book that for I mean, January. It just started though. You know, book that for January. New head right. coach. All right, you think, giving me you something think, to think about. You Sydney. think Denver's top three? Back. Top three is all right though. I get. Eh. I like, I like I, I said, Texans have something. one of the top five defenses in the NFL. <laughs> I'm not argue if you guys are right, though, this will be the game. People like it's saying it every week, but this is the week where the where's Dwayne Brown uh, sweepstakes will really heat up if Justin Houston oh, has his way uh, down in Houston. Last game, NFC North tilt. Vikes, Bears, tell us about it. Okay, this episode's called Growing Wanes. Oh, Feeling down about his play, Latavius seeks the advice of a sideline Dalvin who teaches him how to stick up for himself and understand that from time to time, we all get upset. Kendall Wright has an outburst when Trey Wayne steals his ball and runs away with it. Trubisky <laughs> tries to impress his new buddies on the O-line by breaking into the end zone after dark. High-end punnery and wordplay. Well Love done, it. MVP. Duh. You get the MVP for this show. Thank you. Well, and you know what? Matt Money Smith gets Coach of the Year for motivating you huh. to, the, to these hmm. new heights. All right, uh, back to you now. Word. I never said Now back to you, Cindy Freeland. Vikings. Bears, wrap, the debut of Trubisky. Skull! Oh, Skull. That's Vikings. Am I going Skull? Yeah, I am going Skull. Yeah, yeah I'm Skulling. Boy, that's a, that's a real indictment of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, yes. Well, they've got a rookie quarter, I mean, a guy making his first start. I think that's um, that's normally a little scary. I guess, but you it's know, hard to project. Case Keenum on the road. That's, that's a top, thing. You know, the and best defense in the NFL. It's hard oh, to project. The Bears have a good defense. That's a thing. And, and I think what happened was the defense has taken some licks because they got Aaron Rodgers. You know, Rodgers right. did but. Because he just wrecks the Bears. He it loves plenty it. good against he, the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. the week, the week That's before. That's what I mean. So, for whatever reason, Aaron Rodgers loves to destroy – well, not for whatever reason. He embraces the rivalry, and he wants to destroy them every time he plays them. And it's great. Um, I think that defense is a lot better than what they showed on national TV Thursday night. They needed some rest to heal up. At the same time, it's it's more about the other – side you know the other I, the other combination can of the I Vikings defense Every, versus a rookie okay. quarterback. If you want to hail Zimmer's defense, then that's one thing. But this this the inconsistency in the argument I'm hearing all week long is 
is always, I mean, come on, what, what do you expect from the kid? I mean, he's never played in the NFL before. At the same time, people are saying, well, Deshaun Watson's got to be the rookie of the year. I mean, what a difference he's made on that team. If you buy, I mean, we're so skeptical of what the Bears' uh, talent evaluation. great. Looked I know, great in the But the talent right, evaluation right. by the Bears, the way it went down is one thing, but but – the perception that he was the more talented option over Deshaun Watson. Well, what if he is? What if he's good? Why would why would Trubisky not be able but to step great, in there and beat a team that's good, not some world beater Vikings team defense. on the road? But it's great that's a really Deshaun good defense. I would say it's the best now. defense in the NFL. <laughs> you would. It's great that Deshaun Watson looks now. He didn't look that great in his first two games or one and a half games, and I think that's where you're going to find with Trubisky. And yes, he looked good in preseason, but he was he was playing against twos and threes. I think I've said this many times before, and I'll say it again, Dean. Okay, I think the greatest factor that you could give a, a quarterback, young or old, is for high-end receiver is nice, a running game, a, a safety blanket tight end. People, oh, it's his favorite, blah, blah, blah. The best thing to have is a, is a good offense. And he's line, got a good and, one. And the Bears will keep him clean. Yeah. That's what you need to have. Cindy? I think you're going to see a lot of two running back, two tight end sets to give Trubisky an opportunity to get some extra blockers in there and make shorter passes and get going in a little bit. Like stay in his, I don't want to say the word comfort zone because then people will be like, oh, well, in college he did that. No, no, no. Like the speed and adjustment, give her some high, some higher percentage passes as an opportunity to begin with. I don't think this is the game where you're going to have a, like this is not the defense to to try to pick apart in any – and you don't really have the weapons in your wide receiver core to – who, who are you going to put up against, uh, you know, number 29? Like, Xavier yeah. Rhodes. Like, I know. Okay. It like, is a weird spot to decide, like, yeah, now let's uh, – That's because they have the extra three the days. You know, they, it's Thursday to Monday. Uh, it's the uh, longest you can have without a bye week, and I think their bye week is pretty deep. So it made sense that this is the week I'm you not, ship like, to them. I'm not opposed to – Starting him. Not an I, ideal opponent, though. Look, I don't, I don't know if he's ready or not. I think only the coaches know. Only he knows. And who, if he is or he isn't, it doesn't matter because he's starting already. So you know, this is this is a situation where you know, create a game plan. Like Dowell Loggins is going to lean on those running backs. That's what he's been doing all year long. I think maybe the Tariq Cohen passing game that could be something to target for fantasy purposes. But I think they're going to try to get those tight ends out there, block for him, and give him a little extra time so that he can get comfortable. I'll just say, and I, and I. I don't know. I hate when I hear people say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Man, he throws a nice ball. He does. Like his ball, the, the ball he throws looks good. I mean, now I can get why teams kind of are like, hey, this guy, you know, and you're like, who? Mitchell Trubisky? That that guy? But then I'm when you anti- see him throw it, you're like, man, that's a good-looking ball. Has a, he throws a great ball. It's and beautiful. People can use preseason narratives to tell whatever agenda they'd like. If they if they want to say that he's not ready, they'll be like, oh, it was just the preseason he threw those great balls. Or if they want to say that he's ready, be like, you know what? The preseason, he looked amazing. We, we're going to see a really good defense that you're not going to want to target. It's not a preseason game. It's game speed. I just I don't know who he's going to throw it to. You know, you make me think of a fascinating thing as we wrap it up here. Uh, what would the Chiefs' record be right now if they would have said, you know what, Mahomes looked too good in preseason. We well, let, Let's uh, be real. Let's just go with that kid. I mean, you think about what Alex Smith did against the Patriots. Let's have know? that conversation yeah. next week because we're let's running short on okay, time, but it is let's fun. Let's do that. I like that one. That's a fun one. I like one. that one. I like this show, the first half. Great work, Emma. Filled with tumult, but we pulled it through in the end thanks to Coach Matt Money-Smith. <laughs> Coming down on all of us hard and making us uh, hey, look, confront some better. uncomfortable truths I'm about just, ourselves. I'm just Thanks happy. For coming, Dave. I'm happy despite you running late, you had time to yeah. iron your shirt. You know what? Yellow eggs for all. <laughs> uh, you know what? Ew. I, I'm sick of all of you. I'm, I, no. This place stinks worse than a rotten egg. I'm out of here. 
We'll talk to you after week five, everybody. Good work, Emma VP. Watch NFL pick a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.